0: that, Jesse. Come on. The Father's here. The Father's here in this place. Come on, can you envision it? The Father's here. The Father's here in this place. The Father's here right now. He's healing. He's restoring. He's here in this place. Do you expect it? Jesus is in the room. Jesus is in the room. Jesus is in the room right now let's sing this the prodigal's come home the help is final love is on the move when the father's in
1: verses 28 and 29, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably, acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire.
0: So documentaries of like Africa and all over the place, the migration of animals and everything goes where there's water. They long for the water. That's what keeps them alive. And we're saying in this song and what King David is saying when he wrote this is that our souls long for Jesus even more than a deer longs for water. this morning, Jesus, our souls long for you. Could you just tell them I long for we've rushed in here kind of and it's like what's the next thing to happen what's the next thing to happen what's the next thing to happen and the Lord says you wait on me so come on church let's wait on him like we're waiting on a table press in spirit that there are lives at stake this morning. I feel like a little bit of heaviness, and there's a weight this morning, and I want to tell you, and you're going to hear more about this, I'm sure, that Jesus loves you. God Almighty, the maker of the universe, loves you, and he's desperate for you to choose him, for you to want to worship him. A weird rock of grace, this morning, Jesus. We say that we long for you. Sing, my soul, Sing my soul long.
1: musical forms of worship in a minute, but I want you to just um, close your eyes. As I was just, as he was singing that, um, in fact, if you don't mind, Will, could the, the band go back to the bridge in a minute? Set my heart on a pilgrimage. I had this kind of, it's just a strange picture in my mind. If you could, if you could just close your eyes, but picture in your mind, you know, somebody looking to the left, and they're opening doors and they're looking to the right and they're opening doors and they' then they go back to the left and they're opening doors and they're frustrated and here right in front of them is these two you know 20 foot tall doors wide open full of light and everything they're looking for and I just want to encourage you this morning that if you're trying to find joy apart from God you just will not you will not and we're going to go there in our sermon today too but what, that's what this song is about, church. It's I set my heart on a pilgrimage. It's to know God, to know your creator. And I want to also challenge you who are already Christians, which I know is probably the majority of you, is if you're not careful, church, you'll step into that same trap. And you'll start looking over to the right. Well, if I could just, if I could just get this promotion at work, and all of your mind is fixated on that. I want to encourage you: if you're thinking about that all day, every day, that is your worship. You worship what you think about, talk about, and spend your money on. We were just talking to David U students about that Thursday. Often you don't, often we don't know what we worship, but everyone around us does. And so I want to ask you right now, I want to ask you right now, what, what is the object of your worship? You say, well, I'm here on a Sunday. No, that's not what we're, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what do you think about? What fascinates your mind? Is it Jesus? Because if it's not Jesus, I want to pray that right now you get a revelation of Jesus. Can I ask it another way? Again, what fascinates your mind? What are you thinking about all week long? Because maybe you're looking to the left and the right and you're opening door after door and you're just, you're frustrated and you're like, I don't even know why I'm frustrated. We're going to get into this in the sermon too, but I can tell you right now in a 10 second service, you literally just need to fix your eyes on the lamb. So right now, let's set our heart on a pilgrimage. Who's with me in doing that? Come on, as he sings this again, set your heart. Say, God, I am going to set my heart on knowing you, period. Nothing more, nothing less. I just want to know you. Amen? Can we do that? very simple thing. Just put your hand on your heart and say, Awake my soul and sing. Let's wake up our souls this morning. That song we just sang about our
2: soul longs, just like the deer. So, Awake my soul and sing this morning.
0: Awake my soul to sing. The coming king awake my soul to sing cause you are worthy, Lord awake my soul to sing of the coming king awake, my soul to sing cause you are worthy of my praise oh I set my gaze on I know there's a lot of words this morning and I think it's because God is getting our attention. And that word this morning is heritage. Heritage. There is a kingly heritage and there is a lot of hurt and doubt and and struggle and pain from things that have happened in the last year, not just spiritual things, not just just that, but there has been loss that is almost inconceivable and a doubt of our kingly heritage. And I want to proclaim over every person in this room and over this entire region and over this nation that Jesus is the king and he is a good father and he is righteous and true and just and he has plans to bless you, to bless you if, if you will call on his name, if, if, even in the midst of wondering and hurting and doubting, saying, Jesus, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you again. Feel something different in my spirit than I think I've ever felt in this room and I think it's important that I be transparent with you guys because we're a family here. that heritage that inheritance of a blessing from the King we're gonna sing and we've been singing it you know a couple times this last week close your eyes for a minute This can't be just words. Do you really believe and receive this blessing from the king? Do you believe it and receive it over your family? Do you? And if not, it's okay, but just start talking to the Lord about it. Just start talking to the Lord about it. Because in my spirit, the vision I see is a person, a man looking through a glass at something else on the other side that he loves and he, long, and he wants to be with. And, and, and for a while, you could see through the glass clear. And as time went by, there, there's like a coat of paint that covers the glass. And it becomes harder and harder to see the other side. And the man's like trying to find a way through it. And I don't know who this is for this morning, but I'm telling you that if there's something that you feel like you've been missing or hurt by, and you've, you've, you've struggled with God, that that you don't have to find a new way. Come back to him, clean the glass, clean it up. Just tell him how you feel. Just if there's something to repent of, repent. He's a loving God who will take you just as you are this morning. You don't have to somehow backtrack and find where you went off. You can today, right now, here in his presence, say, God, take me right here. And the way to start is after repenting and talking to him and saying, God, I receive this blessing from you. And when we sing the word amen, it's a simple word that means I agree with the blessing of God Almighty over my family and the heritage of a king. Little Lucas has the heritage of a king, the kingly heritage. These children that God has called us to bring into our homes and to adopt, they have a kingly heritage. They're not somebody else's. They're the kings. They're Jesus's. Shine upon, be gracious.
1: just thank you, Lord, we love you, God, we put our hearts' attention on you this morning. Lord, this is the Sabbath, this is the day that we set aside, Lord, an entire day to love you, to praise you, Lord, I know we do it all week, but this is your day, God, and we thank you, Lord, for teaching us to Sabbath, to set aside a day to come together and worship you. I mean, Courtney, I can't, I can't uh, escape this word I keep hearing over you, and I keep thinking I'll give it to you later, but I just want to share this with you, and I heard that you got prophesied to a couple weeks ago when I was in, in Cortland, so I don't know what Lord's doing to you, but can you just reach your hands towards Courtney? Courtney, I just looked over, and I just heard the word Abrahamic blessing, and uh, I know in a sense we all have an Abrahamic blessing as we're grafted in to God's people, but I started to kind of explain away to the Lord. Well, no, we we all have that. And I I heard the Lord loud and clear. No, no, no. He has an Abrahamic blessing. And I want to say every child that has come through your home, every child that has come through your home, there is a blessing. There is a blessing. There is a blessing. There is a blessing, blessing, blessing. Like they will look back and say, oh, man, what I learned in that house, but what I received in that house... And they may be in a new place and they may be struggling with this or that. But I'm telling you, I can see the kids that have come through your home and they are looking back and they do so often. And they say, oh, but my father's house. Oh, but I remember that house. I remember the love I felt in that house. And I can't escape that. And I want to tell you, just like just like Abraham could not, have comprehended the blessing that the people would experience, that his generations would, just like he couldn't comprehend it, the Lord says, you have no idea. He says, you have no idea. You, you can't, because you're just going about your day. You're just loving the kids in front of you, and you're loving your, your wife and your kids now, but you have no idea the blessing that you've already imparted to them. You've already imparted to them. And I want to tell you, they will never escape that. And I mean that in a good, like they will not. They will always think back. Oh, but when I was in that house with the Perkins family, that that's when my life changed. That's when the blessing of my life. And God, I just thank you. And I just keep saying like a coat, and I'm not going to try to give you mine because you'll break it because I'm really small, but crossed my mind a second ago to put that on you, but I just, (laughs) I see this coat on you in the spirit. There's just, there's this mantle on you. Father, I thank you for this Abrahamic mantle, this blessing. I thank you, God. Courtney, I want to tell you that I feel like there were shepherds, there were servants, men and women who I've never given a word like this, it's really interesting. Who just coming near to Abraham and meeting him were, were then blessed. Um they would come talk to him, and next thing you know, they've I don't know got more sheep i don't know they're blessed i feel like people who just know you are just blessed just knowing you just being in your house they're like oh man my and they're literally thinking i'm enjoying life and they they can't even put the two and two together it's because they just hung out with you god i thank you that people just befriending this couple are so blessed Literally, they're blessed, and it's not just mentally, it's not just emotionally, it's not just a feeling. God, they're literally blessed. Their endeavors, what they put their hand to, God, they can attribute to what they picked up on from this couple. There are things that you've said, Courtney, that were nuggets of wisdom and just like nuggets of gold to people. I see nuggets of gold coming out of your mouth. I see nuggets of gold just coming out of your mouth. Father, I thank you for the wisdom that this man walks in. The wisdom. And the Lord says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And this is why you have so much wisdom. is because you fear me, God says. You respect me. You reverence my name. And I'm going to give you more and more wisdom, more and more counsel, and more and more understanding. God, thank you for this blessing. Thank you for the wisdom that is in his heart that comes out of his mouth and is provides blessing to so many people. Blessing, blessing, blessing. In Jesus name. Amen. We love you, Jesus. Can we just give God a praise for his goodness? We love you, Lord. check one if you're new to rock of grace you might think what is that about sometimes we just pray for people god loves everyone he loves you just as much as he loves bob and mick and courtney but sometimes um how, how many of you are parents out there just curious how many of you are parents sometimes as a mom and dad you just look at one of your children and you're like you know that one that one's gonna get a blessing today how many know what i'm talking about you just look at me like that one needs some encouragement you know and so that's what that is. And you just sometimes, God is our Father, and He does that to us too. Um, I'm so thankful that you're in uh, Rock of Grace today. You're at Rock of Grace, I should say. Uh, we are leading people to follow Jesus together. That is what we are all about. And I've got a couple announcements for you. Who loves announcements? Yeah. Come on, Elijah. Who loves announcements? Oh. Passion service is coming up. If you're wondering, what is passion service? Passion service, how many of you have been here for a few years and you know what passion service is? Yeah, about three, four, that's beautiful. So if you've ever heard of a Good Friday service, we do that, but we do it on a Wednesday so that you can do something different with your family on Good Friday. All right, so we've always heard that, hey, I love how you do it on Wednesday because my mom's church, my brother's church, whatever, we go to theirs for Good Friday. So that is on Wednesday, March 31st. Can everybody say this with me, Wednesday? Wednesday. March 31st. 31st. All right, passion service. Look at your spouse or your neighbor or random dude and say passion service. All right, don't miss it. It's going to be really good. That's where we celebrate the cross and we remember what Christ did. Also, a Sisters in Pursuit event is coming up March 19th, 630, Kinsman Campus. You can register at events.rockofgrace.org. All right, ladies, got it? All the ladies say, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'll never do that again. Sorry. Sometimes when I do things spontaneously, I instantly regret it. But All right. Hey, let's receive our offering. And uh, on your way out, uh, Pastor Dave put in some new boxes so you don't have to go out one door. So for those of you exiting both doors, if you can look back, actually, see those black boxes over there by Gary and just the door there? Yeah, those are the new uh, offering, tithe and offering uh, box. So just slip it in there, and that's where you can put it right there. So uh, you can also give in our app uh, and online. All right, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. God, we thank you so much that we get to bring, Lord, our tithes and our offerings to you. Lord, I think about the blessings financially that I even heard about this week. And, Lord, how your people continue to provide for one another and thereby you providing for your people. It's one of the most beautiful things uh, in the kingdom. And so we thank you, God, that we get to be a part of your family. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. I want to invite up a friend of mine named Laura Barchek. Where are you at? She has an amazing ministry. As she comes forward, would you give her a hand? She has this awesome ministry. Uh, in fact, how many of you were here, where was that, a year and a half ago? 2019, uh, and you heard about the Harriet Tubman movement. Was anybody here that day? Awesome. So for those of you that don't know her ministry, she's going to tell you all about it. And I was just telling her and some friends over here that I was meeting, as a Christian, when you hear what she does, like, I don't know of any Christian that can't say, oh, yeah, I can get behind that. All right. So let's welcome her one more time.
3: Hello, Rock of Grace. So I am Laura Bardcheck. I am the co-founder and director of the Harriet Tubman Movement. And we, and I want to say we, because everybody raise your hand who's with us over there. Got a whole bunch of people in our organization over there. We are a ministry who provide direct assistance to people who have been rescued from human trafficking right here in Northeast Ohio. We as a body of Christ must talk about this because Ohio is fourth in the nation for the most number of human trafficking cases reported. Fourth behind Texas and California and New York. We have a problem here. And as a ministry, we see a great need to address this problem and for the services that we're offering, and we have a great need to expand the services that we're offering. And as a body of Christ, we have a great opportunity and a great responsibility to do something about this issue that's plaguing our society right now. So I don't want to take a lot of time today talking about why Ohio or all the technicalities of what human trafficking is. But a really simple definition is anytime one human being exploits another human being for financial or material gain, that is trafficking. Basically, whenever one person is selling another for money. So most of the trafficking that we see is not what we read about on social media, it's not white vans in the Walmart parking lot waiting to kidnap somebody, and it's not girls chained in a basement. It can be, but generally what we see is not. It is people, it is people. And they are trapped in a situation or in a terrible, terrible bondage, mental bondage of control that they feel that they can't escape. They often feel that there is no help for them and that nobody cares. Although we've seen some instances of labor trafficking, the majority of the trafficking that we see in this country is sex trafficking, and it looks like prostitution, and pimps are traffickers. So when we think of prostitution um, being from this area, do you think of those awful pictures that? The news channels and the newspapers love to put on their social media pages of these girls, and they—they're prostitutes, and they look terrible, and they look like total train wrecks. Um, that's what most people think of when they think of prostitutes. But do you know who these people are? The ones labeled as prostitutes are Rahab. They're the woman with the alabaster box. They are women. And they are worthy of our ministry. They are worthy of our love. They are worthy of our respect. They are worthy to hear about Jesus. Because Jesus hung out with them, right? Right. Made the religious people mad. But Jesus hung out with them, and so do we. Because the liar is there, and he's in their head, and he's telling them, there's no help for you, and nobody cares. So the Ohio State Moritz College of Law did a survey of women arrested for prostitution in Ohio. And they came up with parameters. Is this trafficking using the legal definitions of force or fraud or coercion? Or are these women working in prostitution by their own choice? 92% of women in Ohio arrested for prostitution, fell under the parameters of human trafficking, 92%. So in the state, with the fourth highest number of cases, and 92% of women arrested for prostitution, they're not in those statistics because they're labeled as prostitutes. We've got a problem. So the women that we have helped, I would say, Misty, probably, what, less than Half? are counted in those statistics because we're like the Underground Railroad. We, we're helping them and they're not on anybody's statistics, so it's even bigger. So let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever tried to help somebody get into drug rehab? Raise your hands, anybody, right? Will, how, how easy was that?
4: It's really, and
3: hard. <laughs> it's really frustrating and hard. You've got a person in front of you who needs help, right? And you're looking at them and you start making those phone calls and you're calling these places and you're hitting the wall. Um, Oh, we're full. Um, Oh, you need to be from our county. Oh, you need a certain type of insurance. Oh, you need, um, you know, you need a down payment. That's what we're facing all the time. You start feeling desperate because this person in front of you is looking at you because they need help, and they're desperate for your help. And all of a sudden, you see in their face they're losing trust, and they're starting to doubt themselves that they can even do this, and they're starting to doubt you that you're going to help because the liar is in their head, and they're saying there's no help for you. Nobody cares. So to share more specifics, the Harriet Tubman movement Ministers mostly to women, but we've had a few male clients and a few transgender clients and we get referrals from all over from law enforcement from hospitals from Shelters and when we get that referral our goal is to get them to a treatment program a long-term treatment program like drug treatment But they're specifically for human trafficking victims where they can live they get trauma therapy, they get counseling, they get addiction support, they learn life skills and job skills, and they learn how to live on their own. But there's three in Ohio. In the state, with the fourth largest number of reported human trafficking cases, there's three, and they're often full. So we're scouring the country to look for a place for these women to go. And obviously, it takes a while. So when we get a referral, we know it's gonna take a while. And there's a lot that needs to happen while we work with our stars. That's what we call our our clients, our stars. And sometimes they need medical help. Sometimes they need detox. Sometimes they need their social security cards and birth certificates and IDs. Sometimes they need court cases cleared up. But 100% of the time, they need a safe place to stay while we're doing all of this. They need us to work with them about 30 to 60 days, and they need someplace safe while all of this stuff is happening. So right now, the, the safe places that we use are domestic violence shelters, or some people know them as battered women's shelters. Every county in Ohio has one, so there's 88 of those in Ohio. But because of COVID, they've, most of them have decreased their number of beds. So we've faced really big challenge, challenges this year in getting women in. And we've had other challenges because the populations of a domestic violence shelter versus a trafficking victim is really quite different. We have been doing this work for six years now and never, ever, ever until 2021 have we had the situation where we have gotten a no like we don't have any place that we can take you we have had four women who have bravely escaped their traffickers one that got on the bus and just took it till the bus ended and it happened to be at hopkins airport and they reached out to us and we had no place to take them and that's unacceptable to us there are no emergency shelters for human trafficking victims in Ohio, the fourth largest number of cases, except in Columbus. So, God willing, we're gonna change that. By a lot of prayer and a lot of excitement, we are here to share with you that God is leading us to open up an emergency shelter for human trafficking victims. I can't even tell you how big this is. I am humbled that the Harriet Tubman movement, like little us here, um, a faith-based organization has the full support of the Mahoning Valley Human Trafficking Task Force, the Cuyahoga County Human Trafficking Task Force. These are sheriffs and FBI agents and men working for the Bureau of Criminal Investigation and Homeland Security agents and FBI agents. They're looking at us and begging us, please, please open a shelter. We have no place to take these women and men and transgender individuals once we rescue them. We need something, please open up a shelter. It's unbelievable. So only God has given us that favor, but we can't do this alone. We need help. It cost us an average of about $600 per star from the time we meet them to the time that they get off to their long-term program. That's $50 a month. So we know that if we open a shelter, we're going to have more coming our way. So we do need more monthly donors. We need more pledges. Um, with your help, these, these stars will have a chance not only to get free, but because we're faith-based, they get to hear the gospel. They get to experience the love of Christ. And it's amazing. We got to baptize one of our stars this year, and it was like, ah! <laughs> It was like the angels were singing. It was very cool. Um, so Jesus loved the women working in prostitution. I'm asking you today to help us to minister to them. God is here today. Ask him what he would have you do. In the state, with the fourth highest number of human trafficking cases, we have a great big dream, and it is to build this house. With that being said, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Harriet Tubman that says, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Just remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and to change the world. Thank you guys so much.
1: <laughs> Stay right here. We want to we pray for you. Um, would you please do me a favor and on your way out today, would you talk with her and the team? And first I'm going to ask you to pray right now about what God wants you to do. Would you just bow your heads? Because here's what I know, that there's some of you that don't have a, a monthly missionary. And uh, my wife and I, we have a few uh, that people that said that God put them or their organization on our heart. And I'm telling you, Christian, child of God, ask the Holy Spirit right now, is this to be our missions? Is this to be our local missions where me and my spouse are If you're single, could say, even if you're a teenager, you could say, Hey, I could do $50 a month or I could do $25 a month, right? Can you meet them in the foyer? Ask God right now if that's you. And and let's pray. God, we just thank you that every woman that you know their name, Jesus, I remember that woman who said, This is the God who sees me. And God, you know their name, you know their story, you know their heartbreak. And, Father, I thank you that you will, Lord, that you see them as stars, Lord, and you will bring them through a place, God, of of freedom and restoration. And, God, not just freedom uh, physically, Lord, uh, but also mentally and emotionally, God, that they would come to a place of wholeness and peace. God, where your love so permeates their heart and mind, it removes all fear. God, we pray blessing, on the Harriet Tubman movement, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you. So please meet them in the foyer.
0: There is a sound in the universe. Father God is the composer, and the Holy Spirit is the conductor. And the song is all about Jesus, the Son. And every melody... And every harmony that joins in, sings his praises. For from him and to him were all things made. And to him be all glory forever and ever. He is the master musician. Can you hear the song rising?
1: We're going into a sermon series called The Master Musician. So I preached a message called the Master Musician about five, six years ago. And as I was praying for the new year in January, the Lord really put this in my heart. And so we're going to have a lot of fun with this. In fact, just curious, I'm going to be using uh, music terms as a metaphor. Uh, And don't worry, I won't go on and on and annoy you for those of you (laughs) uh, who are not musicians. But I'm just curious, just for fun, how many of you... uh, are a musician? I'm just curious. Just raise your hand. It's usually about five percent. Yeah. How many of you are like, yeah, I played flute in fifth grade, and yeah, I don't, know, I lost it. Anybody out there? Ashley, I see that hand. I'm about to join the worship team with that flute. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm just excited to to preach this this message to you. Uh, we're gonna have three weeks of this, okay? And the first week is theory and theology. And I want you to understand that we're gonna use these musical terms as a metaphor to illustrate God's heart for his people, all right? And this week is about theory and theology. I want you to know what you believe. And for those of you that have not come to Christ yet, we're gonna give you that chance here at the end of the message to give your heart to Jesus. Because here's the thing, life is a song and the song is all about Jesus. I love that Uh, Will didn't realize he was being incredibly prophetic today. Um, He didn't know he was going to talk about the 12 elders and all these things in the beginning of my sermon. And here he's singing about it and then talking about it. So week one, all right? So next week we're going to talk about harmony. And then the third week we're going to talk about improvisation, okay? But this first week we're going to talk about theory. Everybody say theory. theory. All right. So song itself, life is all about bringing glory to the Lamb of God, Jesus. You have to know that. Life itself is all about bringing glory to the Lamb of God, Jesus. All of creation, okay, all of creation is giving praise to God, making a sound, joining heaven in worship. I love what Romans says, that all of creation is awaiting the sons and daughters to find their identity, to awaken as sons and daughters. All of creation is making a sound. I I walked up to Bob Toma today. I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to embarrass you. I'm sorry. Bob's first week back, he's been fighting cancer, but he's here today. Can we praise God for that? I said, it's no coincidence that you're back today because this man loves music. Loves music. And I want to tell you, Bob, part of the reason you love music is because you, like me, you find God in music. There's some unexplainable things about music that you cannot change. They're just there. Brandon, remember going through music theory together, looking at the chromatic scale, I'm going to nerd out for a minute. You guys okay with nerding out? Everybody just push your glasses up. Everybody just nerd out with me for just a second. Okay, here we go. Put up that slide that's got the chromatic scale, the C, C sharp, uh, D, D sharp, yeah. In music theory, guys, God was downloading some things to me this morning as I was reviewing my notes. I was like, oh, Lord, don't make this sermon longer. It's already too long. Here we go. In music theory, there's these 12 notes, right? So... This is the chromatic scale. You have those 12 notes. There are 12 tribes of Israel, 12 sons of Jacob after Abraham's promise, 12 disciples, 12 gates made of pearl in the new Jerusalem, 24 elders bowed around the throne. 12,000 of each of the 12 tribes of Israel will be saved from the one world government, 12 precious stones used in the foundation of the new Jerusalem. Music itself is an expression of God's order in the universe. Let me say it one more time, because it still blows my mind. Let's see if this side gets it. You guys just pretend like you really get it. Be like, what? And just put this side to shame, ready? Because they were like, eh, okay, but you guys ready? Music itself is an expression of God's order in the universe. Thank you Mick. Oh that was good. That was good Laura. Laura, you're coming here every week. Every time we read an awesome verse or point you just be like, "Yeah. Okay. This blows my mind. 12 precious stones used in the high priest breastplate in the first covenant. You are now living stones. You are now priests and kings following Jesus. Your high priest 12 means completion, fullness, priesthood, purity. There's 12 minor prophets in the Old Testament. There's 12 loaves of bread on the golden table. Jesus is the living bread. Jesus is the perfection of all that you want in life. Get to know Jesus, and you'll find everything you've been looking for. And here's the thing. You can't change that reality. You can't change that reality. That is a law in the universe and in the heavens that Jesus is the glorified, cherished Son of God, glorified as the Lamb of God in heaven. We can't change that. Just like you can't change these 12 notes that will always be there, some of them will always harmonize as they bring praise to God. God has order in His universe. And my question for you this month is, can you hear the sound? Are you submitted to the sound? Are you submitted to what is true is that Jesus is glorified above all things and deserves your praise? Or do you say, no, I'm doing my own thing. You see, I remember when I used to teach music lessons right here on Tuesdays, I would have students and sometimes they would get in their own world, you know? And I would always say, half of playing is listening. Listening to the key you're in and the other musicians, right? And so all of this month, I'm going to be asking you to listen. In fact, can you put your hand on your, on your ear? Real cheesy for me. How many say, I want to hear what heaven hears? You see, there's a lot of even Christians who will come into churches, right, but still not be in tune with the sound of heaven that is glorifying Jesus above all things where their life is fully submitted to God. Jesus is everything that life is for. Jesus is the high priest. Colossians 1, I know you guys have heard me say this before. It's one of my favorite passages. Colossians 1, 12 through 20. He, the Father, has delivered us from the domain of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, Jesus, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Amen. Right? He is before all things. In him, all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. How many of you in the church? How many of you are in the bottom? Some of you are like, yeah, I'm here right now. I meant like in, are you Christian? How many are following Jesus? Okay, that's what I meant. All right, here we go. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. He's your older brother. You hear that? The firstborn. That in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace. How? By the blood of his cross. By the blood of Jesus, now you can hear the song of heaven. It's only through the blood of Jesus that you can now hear what life is about. Right? And if you don't hear that, Suddenly you're off pitch and you don't know why. If you don't understand, a little, little metaphor, back to our metaphor, if you don't understand music theory, you're frustrated trying to play music with other musicians. If you don't understand theology basics or what we're talking about today, that God is creator, what the gospel is, that God creator sent his only son to make you brother or sister, Then you too will be frustrated in life. But if you do understand the grace of God, if you do start to listen for the gift that is God, and you start to hear, you'll be able to join in the song that all of creation is singing. So if you come in today and you hear Will and the team and everybody around you singing, Holy, 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 and you're going, I'm just kind of bored. It's because you're not hearing the song yet. You're not hearing the song. You're hearing the music. But you're not hearing the song yet. The song, life, is all about Jesus. And if you want to know what life is about, it's about knowing in Jesus. You and I, as, as human beings... Have one purpose, you've heard me say this many times, is to know and love God. That's it. Why are you breathing? It's to know and love God. Can I share something with you right there in the white shirt, second row? I just want to bless you with something. I think you're really smart, and I think you have a teacher gift. And I don't know you yet, but I just want to bless you. You're awesome. Yeah. Can you stretch your hands towards her? God, we just thank you for her. Thank you for her gift of explaining. Thank you for her gift of teaching. And we welcome her, Lord. And We just love that you uh, give gifts to the body of Christ. I thank you for that teacher gift and how she's so patient. And uh, we just bless you. We're glad you're here. When you were made to know Jesus, you were made to know God. That's it. Turn to your neighbor. Say, that's it. Do you hear what I'm saying? You got to stop trying to complicate things. You're all looking around, and I'm just so mad at work, and I'm so mad, and I'm just grumpy pants, you know? And you have kids that get grumpy pants sometimes, right? I have 25 children, and so, no, I'm just kidding. But every now and then, get a little grumpy pants, right? And us adults get a little grumpy pants, (laughs) right? How many just nudge your spouse right now? This guy. I'm telling you, today's sermon you might hear. It's not complicated. If you'll fix your mind's and your heart's attention back on why you were made, you won't be frustrated. You were made to know and love Jesus. That's what the song is all about. Matthew 6.33 tells us don't worry. Don't stress over all of these other things. Don't stress, will I have enough money in the bank? Will I have the, the right clothes for this or that? Jesus says, don't worry about the clothes on your back, the house you're going to, don't stress over all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And then all these things will be given to you. Icing on the top. That's the PJV, but be given to you as well. Right? But if you're worried about all these things, you're missing that sound of heaven, the sound of worship. That is coming up to Jesus. When you worship, when you aim in life to know him, anything or anyone apart from Jesus, if you worship anything apart from Jesus, you will continually leave discouraged and empty. So if you're a guest with us today and you're like, well, my life does seem empty. It's because you have yet to know Jesus. And I will encourage you to listen for the sound of heaven. What is that song? It's all about Jesus. And I want to tell you this is there's a there's a slight delineation here. It's not just what He gives you. If I can read a poem, a, a, a song from A B Simpson. Once it was the blessing. Now it is the Lord. Once it was the feeling, now it is his word. Once his gift I wanted, now the giver on. Once I sought for healing, now himself alone. All in all forever, only Christ I'll sing. Everything is in Christ and Christ is everything. You see, even church-going Americans will get so fixated on just what God can give you, you miss God. Because we didn't say the song, life is all about what God can give you. No, life is all about God. It's about knowing Jesus. Can you just close your eyes and say Jesus? Jesus. Number two, God is faithful, we are not. Can you guys say that with me? God is faithful, we are not. You see, despite our unfaithfulness, God is faithful. These are the core tenets, if you will, of theology. Just like music has these 12 notes, and there are seven notes in each of these scales. Every single one of them has a scale. And they have chords that go together. Just like that has been and will always be, God is always faithful and will always be. Just like you can't change music theory, you can't change how good God will be to you. God is always faithful. And here's the sad part. We are not. And scripture reveals this to us over and over again. turning your Bibles to 2 Timothy 2, 8 through 13. We're going to look at who Jesus is and what he's done for us. If you don't have your Bibles, you can look at the screen. 2 Timothy 2, 8 through 13. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. By the way, he wrote this in prison. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. Hold on. Did it say the salvation that is in works? The salvation that is in behavioral modification. The salvation that is in getting your act together. The salvation that is in attending an Assemblies of God church. Nope. What is the salvation in? Jesus, with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy. If we died with him, we will live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. But if we are faithful, faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. He cannot deny him. And just like there is laws of gravity in the universe... Just like there is laws of music that cannot be changed, they will forever be, you cannot change how deeply God loves you. You could try to run from it, but I want to encourage you just to submit to it and let him love you. Let him take care of you. God is faithful and we are not, despite our sin. Romans says that while we were still sinners... Noel, while you were still a sinner, even though you're an awesome person. But while you and I were still messed up, Mark, while you were still messed up, Elijah, while we were broken, God says, Oh, but I love him. I can do something with him. I can do something with that person. I love that child of mine. Amen? There's this story in the Bible. I won't have time to go into the whole thing, but I'll just tell you God tells a, a prophet, all right, to marry a, a, a prostitute to illustrate uh, his faithfulness. And he says, um, this is to illustrate, right, that I will always be faithful to my people. That's powerful. I want to go to another hymn by A.B. Simpson. This is great theology. I want you to listen to this. Jesus is alone our message. Jesus, our theme, shall be. We lift up Jesus ever. Jesus only we will see. Jesus only is our Savior. All our guilt he bore away. All our righteousness he gives us and our strength from day to day. Jesus only, our sanctifier, cleansing us from self and sin. How many are still being cleansed from self and sin? Right? And with all the Spirit's fullness filling our hearts within, Jesus only is our healer. All our sickness he bears. Bob, all of our sickness he bears. All of our sickness he bears. Come on, I just want to pray for total healing for Bob right now. Can you just reach your hands towards Bob? God, I pray for complete healing. God, that every cell come into alignment with heaven and be completely purified. Jesus, we will praise you for the miracle. God, you said in your word that by your stripes we are healed. Jesus, you took our beating, and we come to you with our brother, and we ask you for complete and total healing that every cancerous cell would leave in Jesus' name, that every single cancerous cell would leave in Jesus' name. Jesus, we call on you now, Lord, to completely heal, completely restore. We thank you that you're healing in present tense, but we thank you you will continue to heal, continue to restore in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Look at this, the power upon us. He fills us with his Holy Ghost. And for Jesus, we are waiting, listening for the Advent call. It will be Jesus only, Jesus ever, all in all. Jesus only, Jesus ever. Jesus, we will sing, sanctifier, savior, healer, glorious Lord, and coming king. I think A.B. Simpson would like our church because we're all about Jesus. Right? Again, God's faithfulness towards you remains the same. You have to know this. There's a lot of things we could say in a summary of, okay, what is the theology that you've got to know? Because just like I would start teaching music, I don't say, here's a G minor seventh chord. Well, That's not what teachers do. You start with the basics, all right? So the basics, the elementary things that you got to know is God is creator, right, and that God is Savior of you if you'll let him be. He is faithful to you despite your unfaithfulness. Turn to your neighbor say, despite what you've done. And I got crazy news for you too. Despite what you'll do next month. How many of you in the last month you made a dumb decision? Come on. I told somebody last night that was over at the house, I said, well, sin is dumb. That was the best sermon point I've ever made right there. I was like, write that down for my next message. Right? Sin makes you do dumb things. (laughs) Turn to your neighbor one more time. Say, don't be dumb. No, that's terrible. Don't do that. That was a horrible idea. I need to get back to my notes. (laughs) Some of you guys are going to be at life group tonight. Don't be so dumb. All right. God is faithful despite our stupidity. I'm using other words on purpose to help it sink in because we do really sinful, selfish, stupid things sometimes. And then God looks at you and be like, oh, I still love you. All right, number three, the Bible is the eternal word of God. I need Will to come up and help me with this one. The Bible is the eternal word of God. And it's your source of truth. Think of it as the sheet music. Now, all of, all of my musicians, all, one more time, if you're a musician, raise your hand. Everybody that's a musician, Shane, I see you. I see River, right? I remember learning about, right, the key that you're in, the key signature. You see that C sharp. You see that F sharp. You know you're in you're in D, right? And that's your key. Well, sometimes you just know in here something's not right, right? You're in a conversation and you know something's not right. That's because sometimes what somebody's saying or what you're saying, the Holy Spirit's convicted you and go, oh, that's out of tune. And you need to go back to the sheet music, which is the Bible. Amen? Can we do that one more time? It might annoy him, but I want this to sink in. Some of you guys can on your way home. <laughs> that sounded like a whale. I'm never going to do that again. All right. <laughs> Just for fun, you guys want to try to find that pitch? You want to try to sing it? Uh, everybody sing a D note. Some of you are like, I'm not baritone. Right? When you don't know what to do, go to the Bible. When you don't know what to do and you're confused, go to the Bible. You're frustrated at work, go to the Bible. Right? You say, is it really that simple? Yes. You open the Bible and the Holy Spirit will give you the exact verse you need. Happens to me all the time. How many of you have ever opened the Bible and it's like the Holy Spirit went, right? Like just come on. That's the sheet music. That's the key you're in. And the Holy Spirit illuminated the words of the Bible. He breathed out the words of the Bible. 2 Timothy said, He breathed out, He illustrated, He enunciated. To its writers, what to write. And it's the same Holy Spirit that will remind you of Scripture. But I wanna say something that you gotta pull your toes in just a little bit. Holy Spirit is not gonna remind you of a verse you've never read. (laughs) You gotta read the Bible if you want to know what it says, and you want to live by the word. And I want to tell you, a lot of Christians make bad decisions because the only Bible they hear is Sunday morning from their pastor. Which, that's great. I'm glad you're here. But if you could get in the word every day, you'll know what the arrangement of the song is. You'll know. See, he likes that little baby. He loved it. Right? He's like, great point. Okay. Right? The key is the tuning fork. It's the truth that is not escaping. It's not going to change. How many of you are thankful for the Word of God that is unchanging, right? This last week, I was talking with someone, and it was just this little thing, you know, and it was like, well, but what does the Bible say? Right? What does the Bible say about kindness and about unity? And she was very receptive. And She heard me out and it was beautiful. And what's beautiful, when you know that your Bible is your source of sheet music, it's the truth. Now it's not my opinion. It's not your opinion. It's not you against you and you against you. It's what does the Bible say? And that's your unifying it's, it's, it's your key, you know? Amen? You guys getting it? You guys with me? So we live in a culture, though, where truth is questioned all the time, every day. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? What is true, what is objective truth is being challenged every single day. And sometimes you know in your spirit, and by the way, if you're tuning in online or maybe you're a guest today, you might call that conscience, God put something in you that you know when something is wrong. Right? The Holy Spirit of God is going to speak to your heart. Just a couple more minutes and I'll let you go. Father God is the composer. The Holy Spirit is the conductor. And the song is all about Jesus. Can we all say this on the screen together? Father God is the composer. The Holy Spirit is the conductor. The song is all about Jesus. If you'll let this sink in, you will start to enjoy the song. If you'll let this sink in, you will start to enjoy life. There's a lot of Christians who do not welcome the conductor's voice in their life, so they're in their own world in a different key. I just got attacked by a bee. That was a demonic bee. No, I'm just kidding. Were you guys here a couple weeks ago when I judo-chopped that bee? That was amazing. I need to relive that moment. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Father God is the composer. The Holy Spirit is the conductor. The song is all about Jesus. So 2 Timothy, let's go back to 2 Timothy, okay? 2 Timothy, he says this. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord nor of me or his prisoner, but share in his suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace. Everybody say grace. Can I just say something real quick? I'm just going to sneak in a point that's not in my sermon. You know you're, you know you're hearing the song when you're celebrating Grace. You might be out of out of pitch when grace is becoming farther from you and judgment is becoming what you're more excited about. All the judgment was carried out on Jesus. Grace which has now been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and teacher. This is, uh, or which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed. Anybody not ashamed with Paul? I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I am believed. I, I am convinced that he is able to guard until the day that he is entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words. Oh, my gosh, that is so cool. I did not even see that phrase when I copied that. That is so cool. Sorry, I'm just having a moment with Jesus right now. Holy cow, that is so cool. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me. Can I say it one more time? Because I'm having a little glory moment right now. Follow the pattern of the sound words, right? That will never change. Look at that. Follow the pattern of the sound words you have heard from me. In faith and love that are in what? Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit, he's the conductor, who dwells in us, right? To guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Guard it carefully. So the Bible it says right there is good for teaching, correcting, and training. If you're taking notes, there's that vicious bee again. Oh, that's just a Mamma Jamma fly. That thing is huge. Holy cow. Jurassic fly. All right. <laughs> I said Mamma Jamma on the phone or the microphone. All right, here we go. Let's get to point four. Some of you guys are like, the roast is burning. All right, number four. <laughs> Let it burn. Because this sermon's on fire. Just kidding. All right, here we go. God liberates us through Jesus. Now you know why I write all my notes out. Because if I don't, who knows what's happening. All right, here we go. God liberates us through Jesus. You got to know this. God gives grace to us by sending Jesus to save us, cancel our debt, take our punishment, remove sin's power over us. Receiving Jesus is like hearing the sound. Receiving Jesus is going, okay, that's, now I get it. It's like you're hearing the sound. How many of you remember, think back to when you first surrendered your life to Jesus? Can everybody just raise your hand if you think back to that moment? I remember I was 12 years old. I was a very sinful pastor's kid. No, I'm just kidding. I was a pretty good kid. But it hit me. You know what I'm talking about when it hit you? I remember, I was at youth convention and I was bawling. I remember, I was on, I was on the ground, I was, I was crying, it was a mess. That's, that's when I remember, that's, that's the day I gave my heart to Jesus. How many can think back when you heard the sound of God's grace? Right? Receiving Jesus as Lord. Now hear me, if you're tuning in online or you hear him, I'm not saying get your act together. Because you can't. Mick, you can't get your act together. You can't pull yourself up from your bull straps. What are they called? Boot straps. Bull straps. No. Close. You can't just say, I'm going to make myself a good person. You can't do it. You can't do it. Jesus is the only perfect person. He's the spotless lamb of God. He is the high priest who also became the sacrifice, who died in your place so that you could hear the sound of heaven and join in and be renewed to friendship with God. That's the gospel. God liberates you and I through Jesus. And we humans, do you know you're a worshiper? Julia, do you know you're a worshiper? Danielle, you're a worshiper. Maybe you're hiding in the back somewhere and you say, no, I'm not a Christian. Oh, you're a worshiper. Yes, you are a worshiper. Trust me, there's a couple things, maybe even one thing that you think a lot about and you esteem as the highest and you sing its praises. There are worshipers of LeBron, right? (laughs) The room goes silent. Everyone's like, he left Ohio. (laughs) There are worshipers, right, of position and power. You are a worshiper. The question is not what or are you a worshiper? It's what or who are you worshiping? So I want to encourage you to take the invitation of heaven and worship Jesus. Worship Jesus because that's what the song is all about. It's all about knowing Jesus. You will only find the joy of life when you begin to worship God. He is worthy to be feared, to be respected, to be honored, to be esteemed above all things. The son of God became a son of man so the sons of men could become sons and daughters of God. God liberates you by giving you grace. Grace. And it's the most beautiful thing when you surrender to his grace. That's where you start to find out where you belong and what life is about. Otherwise, you're going to keep striving and striving and striving. Can you bow your heads? We're going to close this sermon. And I want to encourage you. God wants a family. He always has. He has a family, and he wants you to join the family. I'm going to play a song in a moment that I just want you to sit and listen to. And I love what the songwriter said. So I'm trying to find where I belong. I'm trying to find things that say I'm loved. And only in surrender to Jesus, only in surrender to Jesus, do you really find where you belong. So I want you to close your eyes. Just listen to this song. to change anything to make you loved. Let him love you. See how loved you are. I'm just going to keep this song playing. I want you to surrender your heart to Jesus if be speaking to you right now. Receive the Father's love. maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. I want to give you that chance right now because the Father is calling you home. He loves you more than I could ever express to you. He loves you so much more than any. You could hear a hundred songs about the Father's love for you. And do you know it still wouldn't be enough to express how much he loves you. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you. And his only son, the father's only son, Jesus, became a son of man to die so that you could become a child of God. So I wanna invite you to stand up on your feet. And our prayer team is on the side walls here. And I wanna make two responses here. Then the first one is this. If you just say, I need to give my life to Jesus. I'm finally hearing what life is all about. If that's you, would you make your way to one of these prayer team members? If you say, I know God is speaking to me. I know right inside my chest, I've got to change. I've got to give my heart to God. Go ahead and make your way to the side walls. Yeah, I see a couple of you going. That's awesome give you just a minute, sir, ma'am. And if you're at home, you can give your heart to Jesus right now in your living room. God is not bound by these cement walls. Right now, you can surrender your life to Jesus. To Jesus. And we're going to pray a prayer of faith together. In fact, if everybody in the room could pray this with me. Maybe we could all pray this together. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive me. I see now what life is about. It's about your son, Jesus. And my sin stops me from knowing you. But I admit my sin. I confess my need for you. Forgive me of my sin and make me your child today. Make me your child right now. God, be my father. I choose to follow you. Be my Lord. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to end with worship. And you can go also to the prayer team if you just need to pray. Sometimes there's just stuff going on in your life, right? And you need a, a brother or sister to pray through. Pray through it with you. Make your way to the side wall. They do have masks on and you'll be, if you could just check that out to go get some prayer, okay? Amen. We're just going to worship as we dismiss. You can go as you need to.